It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the Love Ladies right here on The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM Central Texas Christian Talk. A big thanks to our producer, Gavin, here, as always, keeping us straight and keeping us on time, and we so appreciate that. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and it is great to have you today with us, friends, here at the, as we approach the end of August, and I am so blessed to be in studio with my good friends, my pals, my confidants, Marlene McMichael and Kathy Brock. How's it going, ladies? August has been a whirlwind. Kathy, are you breathing? Wow. I mean, <laughs> August, where have you gone, Summer? <laughs> what happened to you? Yes, oh, what a great month August has been, though. What a great summer. This yeah. has been the fullest summer, I think, yet, even since I started ha- having babies, started having babies. This has been the fullest summer yet, <laughs> and it's amazing, and it's nonstop. And n- September the 1st, we go to Denver to drop our youngest off at college. She starts September the 5th, and then Eric and I, dr- well, no, we're, we'll fly back home, and just like you, Carrie, we're going to open the door and no little ones are going to come running no, in no and teenagers. throwing their arms around us. Yes, no no teenagers, no anything. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm expecting you to greet me at that door. Oh, and he's that. like, baby, I walk through the door with you. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, yes, you do. You <laughs> walk through the door with me. going to sleep for a month. <laughs> I, I, I definitely feel that for I mean, sure, Marlene. For the listeners who don't know, Kathy has just put... What her youngest in in college, Carrie's put both of her children in college, but Kathy's also married off her oldest, oldest. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's been a whirlwind of a summer, truly, <laughs> truly, truly. And you've been a big big part of that, Marlene. You're so gracious to you. Spend your time and your talents um, helping Kathy with decor and decorations for the wedding, and you're just you're so sweet. You're just so thoughtful mm-hmm. and talented. Thank you. But I am talented. leaving town next week. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. I am going on a trip with two of my cousins. Good. And uh, we're just going to the deep south and Georgia and Florida and nice. have fun. Oh, I love and that. I'll nice. get to see one of my uh, remaining aunts, so I'll be happy about that too. That's good. I'm leaving town next week too with my husband. Um, we we were intentional about putting um, a anniversary trip on the calendar, uh, and I it's so timely. Um, so we're gonna get out of town for a few days. Out, you know, here right as we've dropped the kids off, uh, we're gonna go up to to the Northeast to, to Boston. I, I've never I've never been there. Um, neither one of us oh, have, and so gorgeous. we're excited to get out of this heat mm-hmm. and just go and relax for a few days, enjoy each other, and um, our new found empty nest life. <laughs> it's called freedom. I know, Marlene. See, you, you and Ashley, my husband, have the, like, he's like, sweet, woohoo, like, bye, peace out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know I'm sure I'll get there. I'm just yeah. not there yet. <laughs> it actually is a can be a very sweet time just you and your husband getting connected again yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um so look forward to it i know yeah. i am i am looking forward to that for I, sure i love i'm so impressed that ashley remembers anniversaries and that you remember anniversaries eric and i most oftentimes what happens is that 
We have no idea, and then we get a card in the mail from uh, Daddy Mac and BK Bynum, and it's a happy anniversary card. <laughs> and we go, oh, my goodness, that's right. It's our anniversary today or tomorrow or it was yesterday. Oh, that's so we, cute. I don't know why, I, you know, anniversaries have never been uh, – it just have never been a, a big a big thing. However, having said that, my 30th anniversary is coming up in nice. 2024. Okay. And so Eric and I both think, okay, if we don't remember our 30th anniversary and plan something, something must be very, very wrong with us. So, <laughs> so we are. We're, we're going to get something on the books for next spring. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, ours is 28 coming up. So we're, we're praising the Lord for that and um, just excited about What's what is to come? Um, so in this in this new adventure for us. <laughs> so I love this program that you okay. put together for us Good. today. You know, we usually talk about back to school kind of stuff in August, mm-hmm. and we've had all of these incredible guests in August, and we've been mm-hmm. talking through um, just being in life with Christ mm-hmm. every day, just you know, walking with with Jesus every day, and. And I love this back-to-school program of how to be a light in the darkness because I think so many of us, we wake up and we get on, we see the news or we see the paper and we go, oh, my gosh, the darkness, the darkness. It feels Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But, friends, we're meant to be a light in the darkness, Mm -hmm. so we're not supposed to be overwhelmed by the darkness. It's an opportunity for us to be the light. And, you know, sometimes I think... We need to be a bright light. Sometimes we need to be a soft light. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I, I say this because last, not a spotlight. You're not a spotlight. <laughs> and um, so we're going to talk about being a light today. And I just I just love how you've broken this program up. You've mm-hmm. talked about lighting them up, living the life of light, and legit ways <laughs> to be the light. I've legit been in, I've been in teen, teenager world, so. <laughs> Light them up. Yeah, legit. Um, I have to keep up with the lingo or I fall behind. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I don't know. This was just on my heart as, you know, our kids go to university and uh, listening friends. I know we have a lot of sweet mamas and daddies that are in the trenches every day, um, you know, and and you've got kids that are venturing out into school. And sometimes it can be hard, right? And, um and so just ways to encourage them and um and just i don't know bring bring some encouragement to the forefront of our brains as we do embark on a new school year um it seemed timely i uh, let me read these verses here from Ephesians 5 <clears throat> This is about nine verses. Ephesians 5, verses 5 through 14. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true Take no part in the unfaithful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. 
Oh my gosh, there's so there's so much in these verses, y'all. So much. It's just packed um, with wisdom. And, you know, it says, do not become partners um, because you were once in darkness. You know, all of us, before we know the truth about Jesus, um, have walked in darkness. And we are now the light. And so I hope this program, you know, helps us look within and go, okay, am I being a light or am I... um, running or slinking or sliding toward darkness? What are my tendencies? Yeah, and I think also, you know, I, I think that as if if we come into this relationship with Christ, amazing things happen. But our friends may not think that amazing things are happening. Our friends may think that horrible things are happening with us because mm. we don't want to have on doing some of the things that we did before mm. and talking about some of the things that we talked about before and our mm. some of the word choices that mm-hmm. we use might change and the way that we the things we think are funny will change and that can be very um it can be hard on some of those really close relationships and you know it's so interesting because I've been walking through some of this with with Faithy and you know she's getting ready to go into um, the University of Denver and um, into InterVarsity and lead a Bible study. And she's like, Mom, I, I, I think it's going to be a lot more dark there than I think. And it's like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. You just get to focus on being the light. That's, That's right. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, That's right. And I think that, I mean, if nothing else, read the scripture and what God says about darkness. Because mm-hmm. uh, he says that... Um, and I've lost my spot. <laughs> You're in the book. Of, are you in the book of Psalms? I'm in Psalms okay. 90, uh, 91. Okay. But he but he says that we that that we shall not be afraid of the terror by night, mm. nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, mm. nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. So I mean, mm. we're not a, should not be afraid of it because we are changed and we are the light. But others cannot see that unless we l- let our light shine. Yeah. You know, remember mm-hmm. the little song, kids song? This little, little light of mine. That was my daughter's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. it, you know, we need to shine. The church needs to shine. But personally, we need to shine. And, I, you know, I think for all of those students who are going into um, maybe new schools for the first time, and you think, oh, I just, I want to be accepted, and I want to have friends, and... You know, you trust that you are going to be surrounded by the right friends that that Christ would bring into your life. And you want to honor Christ first. And then he he is faithful and you are going to be that light for others. And he is going to bring others who are in turn going to be a light to you to encourage you and lift you up. And so I, I just, you know, I love that when we step away from the darkness and embrace the light of Christ and we really live out what he's called to live us out it's 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 not like we're having to turn on our own light figure out where that light switch is all we've got to do is open God's word walk out his word live out his word and that that light is shining it's so true you know um last week we had an amazing guest on the program Joe Bland 
And if you've been around often at all, you've seen uh, signs for bland construction. And I was just so struck by Joe. I, it was the first time I've met him, and he is humble and kind. And this is a man who's, um, his family has been in business since 1957. That's a long time. Um, I cannot do math on air, but that is a <laughs> long time. And um, he's so tenderhearted about the message that Christ is giving him at this point in his life. And, you know, ladies, as as we look at a man like Joe, who has vast influence, because this is a, I mean, he runs a dynasty, really, here in Austin with his construction company, to be living his life for Christ and to be taking a stand every single day mm-hmm. and to say that people matter and that um, individuals are more important than issues, um, that people People matter. Individuals matter. And if if Joe can step out for Christ um, in amazing ways, um, in influential ways, all you know, uh, construction is the, yeah, that's a cutthroat business, yeah. right? And it's a it's a it's a business that I I think is is you know kind of dominated by strong um, men. And so for him to step out and say, hey, look. Jesus is doing something here, and I want everybody to know about it. Our kids can do this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. In whatever, wherever we are, whatever facet of life we are in, it is our job to be the light. Um, you know, y'all have seen pictures of just one speck of light in a dark room yeah. and, and what a difference yeah. it makes um, because light always penetrates the darkness. The darkness cannot like it, the darkness cannot get rid of the light, but the light can get rid of the but darkness. But the light can get rid of the darkness effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, effortlessly. And so, um, it, I, I don't know. This was just really on my heart, and I know a lot of us, um, our prayers are just going to be for our kids to be able to walk into a space um, of safety as mm-hmm. they walk into school, of. Um, feeling like they belong in a group, that they have friends, that they make wise and good choices. Um, they're not all going to be wise and they're not all going to be good, but for the most part, we pray that they that they make those good and wise choices and that they um, are able to stand up on their feet with the strength of Jesus and show others what Christ has do has done and is doing in their lives. And so that's our program for today, How to Be a Light in the Darkness, our back-to-school edition. Um, and we're excited to get into this, friends, when we return to Love Talk with the Love Ladies. And we'll see you right after these messages. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. 
So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca, and they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader and the marvelous Marlene McMichael, and we are talking about how to be a light in the darkness, back to school edition. And friends, I just thank you so much for joining us. And I want to say a special thanks, Coach Carrie and and Marlene, to our sponsors. We have the most amazing sponsors who have been with us over 37 years, keeping Love Talk on the air. And so, friends, we have these kind of commercial breaks that we go to in between our our three segments. And we just want to let you know we we trust our sponsors. We have worked with them. We use them. And uh, we just want you to know that if you pick up the phone and contact one of them, uh, you you will have someone that treats you like family Mm -hmm. and is genuinely concerned about the needs that you have and uh, getting your home up and running or making your lawn beautiful or helping you get into shape, whatever it may be. Uh, we, we just trust them and are so grateful for them. Well, Coach Carrie, Marlene, we just opened with our opening segment. Friends, if you missed it, you can go to our podcast on Love Talk, all one word, on your favorite podcast site, and you can get that first segment. But we are in our second segment, and I'm excited for this conversation how to be in the, a light in the darkness back to school edition. And Carrie, you kind of um, put together this program and, and, and something was on your heart about millennials right now, 25 mm-hmm. to 40 year olds. And I, I know that we're going to be talking to to moms and, and students of all ages, whether they're, they have kids um, going into elementary school or off to college, this program really is for them. But right now there is this generation of millennials in the United States who are leaving the church in droves. And, and you kind of highlighted that there are different reasons for this, mm-hmm. but there's one in particular that's been identified. Yeah, and this was um, Pew Research did, did a study, and they did one back in 19, and then I saw another one in 21, and with with very similar results um, that, you know, millennials are, are leaving the church. And one of the reasons is that the church, they perceive that the church has become more about things it is against instead of things it is for. And, man, this this really struck me. You know, um, I fear, oh, 
<laughs> that I parented out of fear for a long time. You know, what if my kids do this? What if my kids do that? You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, my stars. You know, um, wow, we are, as as a church, I just want us to sit back and think, are, are, we, are we really portraying ourselves as we're against this and we're against that? Or are we portraying ourselves are, for, based on the things that we are for and that Jesus is for and that Christ would want for us? Um, of course, we cannot be for everything. I don't, I don't want to misspeak here. We cannot be for everything. And in fact, in Proverbs, um, it's very specific that the Lord hates um, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a, fa- a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. I mean, it's very clear that we are to run fast and far from these things um, and that the Lord hates these things. Hates. That is a very strong word. And I just really believe that we must get back to being people who are for hope, for truth, for freedom, for love. And again, we can't be for everything. So hear me very clearly here. The things that God hates are all about protecting those that he loves. He hates these things in order to protect us from harm. And gosh, when I started thinking about it like that, it just, it just turns everything around for me. You know, God loves everyone, but he does not love everything. And we have to understand that there is a difference. That I think that is so huge. And God says that we are going to be known by our love for one another. Okay. So we love one another. There's this incredible quote, Carrie, that you highlighted by Charles Spurgeon, who is just the most amazing, I think, pastor that, that ever lived. He's yeah. one of my all-time favorites. And he says this, you cannot love what God loves if you do not hate what God hates. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that when we love people and we meet them where, we, where they are, that, that we have to look at the, the, the person and not the, the perception that we see in front of us. We have to see the heart of that person, but we can also want better for them. So when we are meeting friends and, and, and just loving them and building friendships, and if they're doing something that we know, you know, if just having that horrible, is dark, that is dark. Yeah. Yes. We, we can say, hey, I'm, I'm not going to participate in that. And, and mm-hmm. I wish you wouldn't either, but you get to make that choice. Right. But I, w- I want to be your friend. I'm going to love on you. I accept you. When you start to do that, I'm out. You know, I'm going to step away from that situation. And, and I think it's okay to speak truth and say, you know what, that's wrong. And I'm not going to participate in that with you, but you have to realize that's wrong before you're going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't make a person repent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, ha- you, you know, that old saying, you can, you can lead a horse to the trough, but you can't make them drink it, yeah. you know, but I think that's really true. One of the, one of the things that I thought was the sweetest in one of our programs is when Gina Parker was on our show and she was talking about her, some of the tragedies and traumas she'd had in her life. And, um, 
And I said, I loved your book specifically because you said this happened to me, but then you didn't degenerate or de- mm-hmm. dwell on it, dwell on it, or yeah. even belittle the person who offended you. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, God loves them, too. Yeah. And oh, she said that so, so instantly. I went, that's absolutely correct. He yeah. loves them. He just does not love their sin. Yeah. And so we have to learn how, and this is very hard for Christians, but we have to learn how to hate the sin but love the sinner. Yeah. And and that's the that is light. That yeah. is the only thing that will bring them into the Lord. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And if we're truly going to love people, we have to hate what keeps people in bondage. And, and if you think about these things that Proverbs um, highlights that the Lord hates haughty eyes, lying tongues, um, the the, uh, the uh, heart that devises wicked plans. I mean, feet that run to evil, bearing false witness. Y- you know, we we must recognize that those areas are bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for many of us, we may not even recognize. And it may take a friend to say, hey, you know, I've been noticing some things and I'm just concerned about you. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. And also as a friend, we can't be entertained by the things that are keeping our friends in bondage. Wow. Okay. That's, that is a good, isn't it amazing how much things that hurt us we're entertained by? Yeah. That, I mean, that has been you know, because um, I love to sit down and watch a good movie or a good TV show. And, and you know, we are definitely a family that gets together and watches a ton of movies. And Eric and I, when the girls were little, we held ourselves very, very accountable and, and had tight reign over what we watched at home. But as our girls got older and, you know, 17, 18, we loosened the reins a lot. Sure. And um, Eric and I have started to reevaluate a little bit like, you know what, maybe we kind of loosened up a little bit too much and are kind of having fun watching things that we really don't need to be watching. Mm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely not pornography or anything no, like no, no, that. No, right? you just but mean like just some R-rated movies yeah. that you're like, that is exceptionally violent or it just portrays intimacy in an incredibly unhealthy way and glorifies it. And so it's it's almost like we gave this unspoken message to our girls that like, oh, once you're a certain age, all of this is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're protecting your innocence when you're young, but now that you're old, you know, we don't need to be protecting that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of reevaluated a bit there. But so, Carrie, I love the way that you've mm-hmm. kind of walked us through these principles into three kind of um, – focused groups you've said one we're going to learn about how to light them up two we're going to learn about living the life of light and three legit ways to be the light (laughs) and so i'm excited to kind of get in how you've kind of separated these things out to help us walk through it yeah they kind of bleed into each other um but i hope we can differentiate a little bit um okay how can we encourage, how can we light them up, right? John 1, um, verses 6 through 9 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, 
to bear witness of the light. That's with a capital L talking mm-hmm. about Jesus that all through him, that all through him might believe he was not that light, meaning John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Um, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Okay, so in three verses, it says light, I don't know, five times. Okay, <laughs> um, so, but John was called to focus on the life of Christ, right? The life of Jesus um, and come along beside him and carry that on. So how do we bear bear witness to the light? Um I think one question that we can ask ourselves and ask our kids, and this is hard because, you know, we all want to fit in. We all want to have people, right? But do people around you see a difference or are you just one of the crowd? Is there something different about you? Like, "Mm, I don't listen to that music or "Mm, I don't talk like that. Is there something different about you that people are noticing or are you just part of the crowd? And that's a conversation that we can have with ourselves mm-hmm. um, as well as our kids. Well, it, that's very important, though, because you, what you model in your life, you, I mean, you can't bring someone to the Lord and say, be be holy and stop your sin when you're not. Right. So it's very important that they don't see the... The counter, <laughs> in other words, you say do good, but you do evil. Don't you know? So you you have to live your life very transparent, and mm-hmm. that's hard sometimes. And we all fail, but it but it's it's what causes people to see a difference in you. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. And again, I want to get back to kind of the opening statement that. One of the reasons why young people are leaving the church is because the church has become about, you know, against all of these things, right? I love this statement by one of our longtime friends of this program who we haven't had him on in a while, but Brad Cauley said this to me one day, um, and he, in fact, is opening a new church over in Cedar Park. So um, when I, I can't remember the name right now, to me, it's brand new. He's planting a church. I'll let you guys know, but He's a man who loves the Lord, and he said this to me. He goes, you know, Carrie, God loves a good party. He just hates sin. And it's so true. Yes. It's so true. He loves us to have a good party. What is he for? He's for a good party. Let's get together. Let's love on people. But party has this negative connotation. As soon as I hear that word party, you know, I kind of go back to my college coaching days. And if my girls had been involved in a party, there was going to be some trouble probably (laughs) come out of that. Right. But party should have a great connotation for us. We're throwing a big party. We had a big party for Aaliyah's wedding. We want to have a big party for, you know, birthdays and whatever. And those things should glorify the Lord. Um you know, so how can we um, curse this darkness but be a light in a dark culture? You know, I would say um, choose to do the loving thing. Loving others is easy, but it's hard to do, right? So if yeah. you're in a pickle um, or, you know, your kids are coming home with, with some, some things that they're struggling with, God is so loving. He's so patient. He's so kind. And encouraging our kids to be patient with um a situation that is troubling them, encouraging them to continue to be bold, 
um, even when it's hard, uh, I think is very, very important. Um, you know, I know that bullying is a big deal, right? And we've had uh, like Nick Vujicic on um, several months ago, and he's um, just such a, a great speaker against bullying. Um, but I know that's so hard for so many people to stand up against that that bully and to take a stand um, in a way that gets a point across that I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna deal with this, but they can still be the light, right? Mm. And so, um, what about this one with your teenagers, friends, or your young uh, young adults? Are those heading into being a teenager, avoiding arguments? Yeah. Being open to sharing our opinions without being apologetic, but only if our opinion is asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you have one of those personalities that's always looking for a good debate, <laughs> but I have a kid like that, always looking for a good debate. Um, and sometimes we have to encourage her to keep those opinions like, hey, not everything is a debate, and it's okay yeah. to just sit and listen, right? There Avoiding is, arguments. There's this great proverb that says, a gentle answer turns yeah. away anger. It's also a gentle answer turns away wrath. Wrath, yeah. And, I, and, and that's been something that's really hard for me is to know to make that gentle answer and to be really discerning. You know, I think when we talk about being a light, there is soft light. There is bright light. Mm. Carrie, you were joking earlier. There is a spotlight. And depending on where we are in our friendship, we, there are times when you don't have those conversations. You just do give that gentle answer and you say, you know, you basically choose, I'm just going to be the example, but that's the light right now. It's not, it's not a bright light. It's just a soft light. And I, I think there are moments that require a lot of discernment about um, when we choose to answer and, and what we say. And I think really relying on God to help us discern through those moments. And and I will tell you personally, I have had women, two women in particular, who have just been incredible friends in my life. And I say they've been incredible friends because they have been willing to tell me the hard things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they have been faithful friends that even when those hard things were difficult for me to accept, they were patient. And then when I kind of came around, I was like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. They helped me to make changes. Mm. And, um, you know, so I think it's important because there's this, this kind of idea that in order to embrace someone in a loving way, we have to affirm everything that they do, think, say, believe. And that I think is the opposite of love. I think that's a very deceptive love. And, you know, even when the woman, the very guilty woman was thrown at Jesus' feet and everyone was willing to stone her, Christ said, you know, no, I'm not going to condemn you. He embraced her with love, but he didn't stop there. He said, hey, as you go, sin no more. So he did speak truth to her, acknowledging that, you know what, she was actually at his feet because she wasn't really making good choices. And so, I mean, I think that when we truly love someone, um, we have to spend time building that relationship with them. But part of loving them is to be that light of truth in their life. Well, our goal in sharing our opinions or our views, right, Mm -hmm. is not to prove them wrong and make myself right. 
It's to bring the relationship or the person closer to Jesus. Yeah. That's a goal, Mm -hmm. right? And I think so many times when you're in a difficult situation like that, it's, you know, I want to prove that I'm right. No, 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 no. I don't want to prove that I'm right. I don't want to prove that you're wrong. I just want us to become closer to Jesus. Yeah. I I think a lot of people, and, and I've seen this many times, take the stance that to be center stage because they are working from their own insecurity and only to be, you know, if they're center stage, then maybe they're, they feel better about Mm -hmm. themselves. So I think Mm -hmm. affirming people all the time is really important. Uh, It's, it's so nice to get a compliment, Mm -hmm. but it's also really, really nice to go out of your way to make a compliment Mm -hmm. to someone because we all have our little um, pits from the rocks that have been thrown at us. <laughs> right. And and those compliments help fill that void. And so mm-hmm. I, I really think that, you know, being a light is is being a gentle voice and being a voice that gives and doesn't demand center stage. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love that, wow. a gentle voice. Like, I, you know, one, one thing that a, a friend asked me once, she goes, you know, I... I was in my Bible this morning and I read this voice and or I read this this verse and it said let no unwholesome speech come out of your mouth and she goes Kathy what do you what do you think that means what does that mean to you and instead of going to me and saying like girl you need to clean up your mouth and you need to watch what you say you know she shared God's word with me and then said well what is that like what do you think that means what does that mean to you wow and then really let the Holy Spirit start to go, yeah, Kath, let's think about let no unwholesome speech come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And another one that was shared with me, she said, you know, I think so many times we can listen to what we're saying to really know what's going on in our heart because Scripture says that from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What do you think is going on in your heart? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, gentle, soft, gentle. not accusing, no. not demeaning, not damning in any way, but thought-provoking. Yeah. Well, Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. <laughs> Here you go, Kathy. Let your speech always be gracious. Season with salt so that you may know, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Wow. Right? You know, our speech is to be gracious. Gracious. So, um, you know, this, this is a tall order, friends. Like, um, being the light means for me that I constantly have to be seeking the Lord's face because I. I, I am naturally a very, um, you know, kind of lighthearted person, and, and, and I like to spread joy, but I cannot do that without being in the Scripture each day because I do pour out so much, and sometimes I get empty, right? Mm-hmm. And so we cannot allow ourselves to get empty. We have to, to continue to fill ourselves up with the Word of the Lord so that we can light them up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's get to um, our second point here right before the break. Live the light, live the life of light. 
So Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without grumbling or complaining. When was the last time we checked our own attitude? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, around the house, uh, with our work. I, You know, sometimes um, I love my work. Um, I've always loved my work, but I found myself saying I have to go to work today. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Ha- I get to go to work. I'm excited about work. Or oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Just saying something like that. I have to go to the grocery store makes it a chore. Okay, wait a minute. I get to go to the grocery store. I have a place that is literally two minutes from my house. I have the money to buy those groceries. There are things available to me there that I want to eat. That is a blessing. That is not a have to. That is an I get to. And I think just checking our own attitude about little grumbles and whines and moans and complaints is really heart changing. Have you ladies experienced that? No. I mean, no. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> it, it, okay, that is a big order in Philippians 2.14. Do all things without grumbling or complaining. Because I think so many times in God's word, he uses that word all. And oh. Marlene, what is it? You tell me, all means all. All means all. And I'm like, all means all. And so it is this tall order. And But I love that the Holy Spirit is, is, is right there saying, hey, baby, I know this is impossible for you. But nothing is impossible for me. So you ask me for help, I will help you with this if you realize that complaining is a problem for you. And this one gal, this one teacher a long time ago, I don't remember her name, but she said, a complaining mouth is a sure sign of prayerlessness. And I didn't get it at the time. I'm like, I didn't quite get it. But it's so true because if we are in prayer and we are asking for the Holy Spirit to help us in the all of life, we are going to see that we're not going to have that complaining spirit. Mm. So, friends, oh, my goodness, we have so much to speak with you about, so many things um, in this incredible program that Coach Carey has prepared for us today. And we're looking forward to wrapping up today's program of how to be a light in the darkness. Back to School Edition. We're going to hear from a word from our sponsors and be right back with you. Stay with us. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. 
at less than $40. Shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Welcome back to Love Talk, friends. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with, of course, Kathy and Marlene. And we're so grateful that you are still with us here on How to Be a Light in the Darkness, Back to School Edition. What what a great way to think about going back to school, Kathy. You know, just being a light and portraying the love of Jesus um, in everything that we do. And before we went to break, we were just talking about how to how to really go about living this life of light. And we we said we have to check our own attitude, do all things without grumbling or complaining. And we got kind of a chuckle about out of that because it's impossible. But yet we should be thinking about it, checking our own attitude about how we're proceeding through just our everyday you know, um, and being that light. Yeah, you may not like to go to math class, but thank goodness we get to go and um, that we're in school, that we're in the seats, and that we're not stuck at home behind a computer watching school on school, on, on the computer, right, on Zoom. Okay, so another way to live the life of light is to consider our example one candle in a very dark room makes a huge difference and to continue with our verse um, for this topic Philippians 2 verse 15 says that you should be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world Kathy, golly, considering our attitude and our example, it's a tall order. It is a tall order. And, you know, I think sometimes we look around us and say, oh, Lord, everything is too dark. There's nothing yeah. I can do. I cannot be a difference. This is, you know, how can you let things get so bad? And he goes, hey, literally go read my word. You're in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. This is not surprising God one bit. Mm-mm. This is an opportunity for us to step into. This is the purpose for us to step into and uh, I think it's something that we're not meant to be overwhelmed by but we're to step into it and really make a difference and here's a really good point for this know that some may reject the light and some will be drawn in curious as to why you live differently and I think when we go into these situations we just trust that we're not going to lean on our own understanding about the situation 
But in all of these things, we're going to trust in the Lord and know that he is going to make our path straight Mm -hmm. and that he will bring those who are curious. And for those who 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 reject us and don't want to be our friend, that's that's okay. There may be a time when something happens in their life when they need someone who is winsome and loving and they're going to remember that winsome, loving, joyful person who didn't complain and didn't tell the horrible jokes and didn't laugh at the bad stuff and um, who seemed to have a joy about him or her mm-hmm. that was consistent. And when that trouble comes, they might actually seek seek you out at that time when they initially rejected you. Well, I think back and I can I can look at the teams that I've coached and the most well-respected players on different teams that I've coached over the years. And they they were the people who came in, like just like you said, had a joy for life, never, you know, not, I wouldn't say never, but it was hard to rattle them, right? They had their feet firmly planted in Jesus, and they were unwavering. Okay, And they were so well-respected by everyone on the team, even those on the team that loved to, to party, you know, mm-hmm. uh, quote-unquote, seek out darkness and seek out things that are not holy and, and just. They were so well-respected because they just didn't waver. Mm-hmm. And fun to be around, but but yet sh- they showed the light of Christ, and they were they were different. And the best leaders and, again, just respected by every single person on the team, no matter what walk of life they came from. And those people became curious as to why are you so different? Like, you just seem to bring joy. Why are you so different? And um, it's that's a blessing. That's yeah. a blessing when you can live that through your example and through your attitude to live the life of light. All right. So we had a few minutes left here. What are some legit ways to be the light? Kathy, as we head, as our kids are heading back to school, I'm going to say number one for me is to get out of your room and go meet people. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't get stuck in your room with your head buried in a, in a, in a phone in a world that is not around you. Um, I mean, we we just mindlessly scroll um, and look at things that literally have zero impact on our life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're watching someone else's life that may live across the world or eight states away. Um, I would say get out of your room and go meet people. And a great way to do that in middle school and in high school is to find the campus organizations that are Christian organizations. We've got FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and they are prominent at our middle schools and our high schools in the area, and they'll meet, you know, before school or after school or maybe at a lunch period, um, and they're called huddles, and um, you can meet a lot of great folks in those. Give me some other examples. You can go and find a youth group in your area. I mean, there are generally youth groups that meet Sunday nights or Wednesday nights, sometimes Sunday and Wednesday nights. And they do fun camps, fun get-togethers where you go out for ice cream or have food or have pizza. And you do. You have a short lesson. You get together with other kids. You play games. Games. Laugh. (laughs) And you have fun. Just like you said, Coach Carrie, that Jesus enjoys a good party. Absolutely. You know, Campus Crusade, we saw also here in Central Texas, Young Life is – 
extremely involved. I mean, there's a huge young life in Cedar Park, um, in Georgetown. Um, I would encourage you to seek those organizations out that are going to glorify God and you're going to meet people who are loving Jesus and you can be a light. You can get filled up to go back in to, you know, your sports teams and your band and your orchestra um, to be the light in those communities as well. Well, and I think we have to remember, you know, especially in these periods where we are really character forming, we are growing up, that we truly are who we hang out with. Yeah. And, you know, Coach Carey, our, our five closest friends truly are an indication of who we are. They are. And so there's this challenge for us to keep our eyes on Jesus, the one that we fi- follow, because I think the moment that we take our eyes off of him, we will really be tempted to slip into worldliness and the darkness of Mm -hmm. the world. And so I think we need to find those friends who will and can help keep us accountable. And and I think this is so critical. We have to be willing to be held accountable. We have to be with friends who are capable and want to hold us accountable. And we have to be with friends who are willing for us to hold them accountable. And, you know, I think you need to surround your friend with, with friends who are going to encourage you, who are going to be the light, who are going to, you know, you're going to laugh over the hilarious things. You're going to create these amazing, good memories, and you're going to encourage one another and spur one another on, build one another up, and hold one another accountable. Well, and you've given us some great examples, Kathy, today of your friends coming to you in love and quoting scripture and saying, well, Kathy, what do you, what do you think about this scripture, right? How does this apply to you? Um, and just very gently holding you accountable. And I, I have friends in my life the the same way that, that hold me accountable. And, um, those are true friends. They, they are the ones that we walk through life with. So yes, finding people who can hold you accountable so that you are able to walk into, as the scripture says, a crooked and twisted world and be the light for Christ. I I would encourage a couple of other things. You know, Mackenzie um, is up in Nashville and she found a church that, you know, she says it's not perfect, um, you know, but she loves it because there's a big group of young adults. And these um, kind of older people in her church have just circled around this young adult group, and they are just loving on these young college students. And so if you're listening to this program and you find yourself in that category as being the older one um, and you're going, I just, you know, I don't have any young people in my life, I would encourage you to meet the young people at your church and to start taking that young family out for lunch after church or inviting them over to your house for a home-cooked meal after church. If you live in a community with college students, too, and get to know the college students um, that are attending your church or that are around in your area, um, plugging in with that because um, a relationship with someone who's stable and um, can just love on you is just so comforting mm-hmm. for a college student. And it has been comforting to me in my life. Kathy, we both have a mentor in a sweet family at church who has just loved us and mm-hmm. surrounded us and our families for years, Mm -hmm. expecting nothing in return. And they're just precious, precious people. So I'd like to um, finish on this. It can be a little scary to think about 
being the light for Jesus um, and shining for all to see. It's, you know, safer to sometimes casually mention him. Um, but Matthew 5 calls us to be the light of the world, that we're not to remain hidden, that we are called to shine as a city set on a hill. So um, I would just encourage you, friends, to get out there and be that light for Jesus Um he wants a fullness for your life that only he can bring. Um, Kathy, parting words for our listeners? Uh, just ditto to everything you just said, friends. I just want to encourage you today and to be that light of love, to reach out in love. Christ said that they will know that you're my disciples because of the way that you love one another. Mm. Friends, it's just such a joy to be with you. If you have questions about how to start this relationship with Jesus Christ, you can Contact us on email, let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. You can reach us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio, Instagram, Love Talk, and our podcast, Love Talk, all one word. It's been a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll look forward to being with you again next week. For Coach Carrie Brinkater, the marvelous Marlene McMichael, I'm Kathy Endebrock. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us for Love Talk. <laughs>